0: Girlfriends, episode number 353, 23 things for 2023. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance and joy in family living. This week, we are welcoming a brand new year and we're going to be talking about not New Year's resolutions, but 23 things for 2023. Can't wait to talk all about it with you. Let's go. Hey girlfriend, welcome. Happy New Year. So glad you are joining me here for brand spanking new year 2023. And we're a little ways into it, but it's totally okay to still be setting some goals for the new year. I hope you enjoyed a really good holiday season. I hope you got some downtime as crazy and as chaotic as these times are, I love the fact that family comes home. So many different kinds of homecomings that we experience this time of year. You might have gone home to your parents' place with kids. You might have had big kids coming home to spend time with you. And it's all very <laughs> enjoyable, but also Disruptive to our regular schedules. And we really are made for routine. We like our routines, don't we? We like our regular life. So here's to kind of getting back into, and we're not quite there yet, but ordinary time. And maybe you wait till the baptism of the Lord. I don't know if you're one of those people. Not judging. I think it's great if you keep your tree up that long. But, you know, we're kind of getting back into regular routines and uh, back to work. But I still think it's an opportunity. I consider the whole month of January an opportunity to kind of look back on the year past, but then make goals for the coming year. And this is a great opportunity to do that. So what I'm proposing that we do here is instead of making traditional New Year's resolutions, we talk about 23 things for 2023. And these are going to be, I'm gonna encouraging you to come up with your own 23 things for 2023. So what I'm getting at here is these are different from what you might call traditional New Year's resolutions. You know, this time of year, you see a lot of stuff like people selling like diet programs or budgeting programs or whatever. And there's a phrase that I see a lot of places and it's like new year, new you. And you know that kind of bothers me a little bit. <laughs> like you don't have to be a new you. You don't have to be somebody else. We're all called to be saints, right? So what does that mean? Being exactly who you are, exactly who God made you to be. So not new year new you, that bothers me. <laughs> so you can be new year best you, like yourself who you're meant to be. And there are big ways and small ways that we can do that. But I think being a little bit intentional about what our goals are for the coming year, or experiences that we want to have those things that you just kind of seem to never get around to. I think this making a list of 23 things for 2023 is kind of a fun way to do that. Now, this is not my idea. I stole it from Gretchen Rubin, the author Gretchen Rubin, who is host of the Happier podcast. I haven't been listening in recent months, but I'm sure she's doing. I'm sure she did a 23 for 2023 episode. So she's an author and she's, I think her first book was The Happiness Project. And so the the kind of idea behind this is making a list of things you want to do, experiences you want to have, things you want to learn for the coming year, big things and small things. And I'm going to share my list with you. And my list is personal to me, but I, I hope my list will encourage you to make your own list and give you some ideas that you can begin with to make your own list. And then, you know, kind of checking back in on your list and seeing how many you can cross off during the year. And you're not a failure if you don't cross them all off. Like this is just an exercise in moving forward in different parts of our lives. So for my list, I broke it up into um, different kinds of goals, spiritual goals, work goals, relationship goals health goals and personal goals. So I think it was a couple of years ago, I shared at the start of the year, and I'll, I'll look, I'll I'll do the research for you and, and link it up in the show notes to a previous episode that I did at the start of a new year, you know, suggesting different categories for goals for resolutions. If you want to do resolutions, there's nothing wrong with New Year's resolutions. But you know, what do the studies show like 95% of people fail at them? <laughs> You know, it feels good to kind of set these goals like the the gyms are overflowing this time of year. Right. Because everybody's like, I'm going to stick to my fitness goals. And then they peter out. And by, you know, beginning of February, nobody's there anymore. That's just human nature. And so rather than beat ourselves up over that, I I think let's work with what we have. And let's make some general goals, but also some maybe specific ones, maybe some fun ones for the coming year, things that are on your list. So I'm going to share mine here. I'm just going to walk you through. That's what this episode is going to be. And I hope that my examples will help you to think of similar things that you might be interested in doing in making your list of 23 things for 2023. So first, I'm going to talk about the spiritual goals. So The first one that I have on my list for spiritual thing for 2023 is to have a greater commitment to the daily rosary. Of course, you know, I'm a cradle Catholic. I'm very familiar with the rosary, very familiar with the family rosary, the importance of it, benefits of it. And yet sometimes I struggle to make it a regular part of my prayer life. And you know, you can have a very full and pleasing to God kind of prayer life without the rosary. But there are so many benefits of the rosary. And I've often struggled with this commitment to it and doing it on a daily basis. And I'm always surprised when I do on a regular basis. And and I began during Advent this year and have continued in recent weeks, just, you know, just, trying to make it more of a daily habit, just adding it in to my daily prayer life. And I'm always surprised, like, gosh, that only takes 15 minutes. It just feels overwhelming sometimes. And that's, I think, why we kind of avoid it. So I am i don't know exactly what that means. I mean, I would love to say I'm going to pray the rosary every day of 2023, but that's probably not true. I don't know. I'm probably not going to hit that. But I do want to make a greater commitment to praying the rosary as often as possible. And toward that end, I think I'm going to, years ago, I had a little book that was called Scriptural Rosary, and that was really helpful for me. Kind of, And, and I have the uh, Father Payton Rosary book, and I, I love using that one. If you have a favorite rosary resource that helps you to stay committed to it, helps you to stay focused when you're praying it, let me know. I would love to know your suggestions for that. So that's my first one, Greater Commitment to the Rosary. Also, I'm going to make a greater effort to get to daily mass. Now, right here nearby our our local church, our parish doesn't have mass every day, Monday through Friday. It's only three days a week that they have it. And I sometimes make it to one of those oftentimes don't. And I've recently felt more convicted about that because, you know, we say this is the highest form of prayer that we're meant for this. We're made for worship. And this is the highest form of worship. And yet, do I act like it is by going to it when it's available, right? And if I'm being honest, like the biggest struggle for me is I've got my morning routine. I've got it down. Like it includes my prayer time. It includes, you know, getting Dan out the door for work, getting the boys started with their schoolwork and all of that and beginning my own work. And it's a half hour and it's five minutes away. So it feels like that adds up to like taking a whole hour chunk out of my day. And I, I know that's not a good excuse, and I know I would really benefit from at least I'm, my goal, I'm going to say, is to like go one more one more day, like one day during the week, one of those extra days. So um, maybe there's some similar commitment to mass that you could consider making another spiritual goal that I have on my list is making a pilgrimage to a shrine. I've done this before. I've gone to um different shrines in in the area. We've gone to a La Salette shrine that's here in New Hampshire, the National Shrine of Divine Mercy, and I haven't picked which one yet, but there's so many beautiful places to visit. And by make a pilgrimage, I don't mean anything super fancy, but just planning it so that it's actually an event, actually a trip, actually takes some effort and really going there and you know bringing along any of my friends or family members that want to come along, but I want to make that that kind of pilgrimage. So making a pilgrimage, that's something that you might consider if there's a shrine near you or another holy place that you might like to visit. Okay, and then my last spiritual goal that I'm putting on here is to take another step. <laughs> now I'm not saying I'm going to go all the way here, um, but take the next step toward finding a spiritual director because I don't currently have a spiritual director. And at the end of last year, I asked my pastor about it. That was my step. Like I wasn't asking him to be my spiritual director, but I was asking, do you know of anybody you know in the diocese who might do that? And and he kind of pointed me in a couple of directions, but I haven't done the next thing. So to make this a doable goal for me is um, I'm going to say I'm going to take the next step. And maybe not that I'm going to find a spiritual director. And I know you can find one online. There are different resources for that. I'm not that familiar with all of them. If you are and you want to send me an email or something, let me know about them because I would love to know more. But I'm not really inclined to do like virtual spiritual direction. I, I don't know. I kind of want to do something in person like once a month. And there he gave me a couple of leads and I haven't followed up. So that's on my list. And i like I said, I'm making these doable and I want to encourage you to make your goals doable too. So whether your goal is finding a spiritual director or not, you know, whatever it is, make it so that it's something you actually can accomplish. Because if you make every one of these, like, a, you know, I'm going to begin spiritual direction. I'm going to make a pilgrimage. I'm going to go to daily mass. I'm going to pray the rosary every day. Like you're going to fall short. Well, I know I will. <laughs> so that's why I'm kind of making these specific and um, on purpose, like deliberately doable. Mm, I like that phrase deliberately doable. That that describes my approach to a lot of things. (laughs) Okay, so then my next category of things is work-related. And the first one on here is to create an online course. So over in the Girlfriends community at girlfriendscommunity.com, if you're not already there, join us, please. It's a natural extension of what we do here in the podcast. And I'd love for you to be part of our online community. But one of the things that I can do in there using... So it's on Mighty Networks, which is a a digital platform for building communities like Girlfriends. And um, one of the things that I have access to, one of the features is to make an online course in the community. and I don't know exactly what I want it to be about but I've never made a course not on my own anyway I've been a part of other other courses online and I don't know what what theme I want to take up what I want it to be about you know when I say course I don't mean like academic it's not gonna be like you know an online course which can be about a number of different things so if you have a suggestion for what theme I might take on what what kind of course are you looking for I would love to hear from you so I have that on my list because I've never done it. it. There's a little bit of that scary factor. You know, when when I recorded that episode, uh, it was at the end of last year about here's why you should push yourself. I heard from a lot of people who really responded to that idea that I shared of anything worthwhile you're going to accomplish feels a little bit scary. It feels uncomfortable. And, you know, the idea of creating an online course feels a little bit overwhelming to me, feels a little bit scary. And that's why I think I should do it. So you have an idea for that? Let me know. But I definitely want to give that a try in the coming year. Another work related goal is to have my husband Dan back on girlfriends. Now, he he's a little reluctant. So this is like a goal that's going to involve him getting outside his comfort zone a little bit. Uh, but he's been a guest here before, and like I shared in um, the episode with Sarah Swafford, that when we did that marriage conference online, you know, presentation together. He was a little uncomfortable, but he got into it and it was a ton of fun to do. I love doing work things with Dan and he has so much to offer. I'm so grateful to him for his masculine perspective in our family and in our marriage and I love it when he shares it with other people as well because he just has a lot to offer and I would love to have him back on and I would love especially to do some new project with him in a larger way, but first step doable. Right, deliberately doable. I'm gonna have him come on again, and we'll have a conversation. I'm not sure about what. Maybe I'm gonna ask him what he wants to talk about. Maybe you have an idea for what we would talk about. Um, let me know if you have a something that you want me to run by him. Okay. Also, work, but not professional work related is painting. Oh my gosh. Okay. So the room I'm in right now is our spare bedroom. We call it the baby room because years ago when I brought baby Danny home from the hospital, he was number eight. This was like, for the first time, it was like a a spare bedroom because we had added on to the house and nobody was using it as a bedroom. And so we put a queen bed in here and... I lived in here with Danny like during like that first month after we came home from the hospital. And so everybody just called it the baby room. And we we still call it that, even though there's no baby here anymore, except on occasion when grandchildren visit. But now it so I use it for an office. It's a spare bedroom. We have a bed in here. And I love that this room has so much history because my kids all, all shared it at a time in like bunk beds and toddler beds in this room. But it really needs painting. (laughs) The walls are pine clapboard walls and it's beautiful. And like some parts of our downstairs are also pine clapboard. So it's got this kind of rustic look, but they're painted white in here and they're like stained up in places that it just, I don't even know. I don't even want to tell you if I did know how long it has been since they were painted and it really needs it. And it's been on my list for a while and I haven't gotten to it. So I'm giving myself the whole year. to paint in here. Also other painting projects in the house that are like in our dining room, in our living room downstairs that really could use it. And painting is such, I mean, it's of course, it's a big effort. Like you have to kind of devote a weekend to it or whatever, or a few weeknights for certain projects. But it, it really does pay off. Like it makes the space fresh and clean. And it's like, really easy way to freshen up a space and every time i've done it i'm like why didn't i do this like a long time ago so painting in the baby room in the dining room in the living room that's on my list okay the other work goal is the closet okay you might have a place like this in your home so the closet that i'm referring to is um there's a closet in our mudroom and it doesn't even have a door on it and it is always just spilling out with junk junk. I mean, it's not junk. A lot of it's Dan stuff. And this is part of how I feel helpless when I go to address the situation with the closet is that it's, it's so much stuff that doesn't belong to me. And some of it, I don't even know what it is. It's like tools and things. And I'm like, how do I put this away? What do I do with this thing? How do I organize this stuff? And I feel helpless in the face of it. And yet also I feel miserable every time I look at it, (laughs) which isn't a lot, right? Because it's in the mudroom. So it's not like, and this is part of the problem. It's not immediately visible to people entering our home and that kind of thing. But it's a problem. And I want it addressed. And I don't know if I'm going to have to rope Dan into, you know, being a part of this process, or if I can come up with a way to kind of organize what's in there or move it to a different space. Like we do have an outdoor shed where he does have like a big system where he's got tools. And I mean, you know Dan is a very handy guy. He built our house um, and he he's always building and always doing different projects around the house. And so he has a ton of tools. He has a ton of stuff. But I don't really want all that stuff spilling out of my mudroom closet anymore. So the closet. So for you, it might not be like a closet, but maybe there's some space that you kind of avoid that causes dread that you feel fear in your heart when you think about tackling it. Like maybe that's going to go on your list for 2023. So I'm saying all of this to hold myself accountable. <laughs> I'm going to go back and listen to this again and look at my list um, and and see where I'm at like six months into the year. Maybe I'll have none of them checked off, but I'm hoping to have a lot of them checked off. All right. I got to move more quickly. Otherwise, this can be the longest podcast in the history of girlfriends. Okay. Next up, Uh, relationships. Okay. First on this list of goals in relationships is to grow the Girlfriends community in whatever way that makes sense. We launched this in late summer, so it hasn't even been six months yet, but I've been thrilled to see the growth over at Girlfriends, especially over the Advent season. I loved all the new people who joined us and I've loved getting to know people there, but I pray about this on a regular basis. I, I bring this to God and I I know that he was calling me to found the Girlfriends Community back when I did. And I know he's been a part of our relationships and all that we do there when we're praying together, praying for each other, setting our goals together as a community. And I want him to be a part of it going forward. So I am trying to be open to the Holy Spirit in the ways that he wants the Girlfriends community to grow. And so if you want to be a part of that, please do join us over at girlfriendscommunity.com. You know, I'm I'm always interested in developing my relationships with my sisters in Christ, and I would love for you to be a part of that. So I don't know exactly what that would look like, but deliberately growing the Girlfriends community in maybe more than one way. And maybe that online course that I mentioned earlier could be a part of how I'm going to do that. Um, so that's my first one under. Relationships. My next one is become a note card person. What do I mean? I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but it's like a personal goal of mine in life to send little note cards to people. You know, people like this, people who will send you a little note, they'll send you a thank you note about something random, or they'll just send you a little note that brightens your day. I love these people and I want to be like this. And so I have been in the habit of kind of buying cute note cards and I've got a lot of them saved up, but I haven't quite done it yet. Uh, Maybe I should make a goal for 2023, like sending maybe one a week. If I could just get into that habit, it's not like it takes long. And I used to have this like, this crazy relationship with the post office, like it was impossible for me to mail anything. I, I don't know. I guess it was the years where I had so many little kids and I just felt like helpless in the face of things. Like somebody asking me to like mail something felt like an absolutely impossible task. Like, I are you kidding? I can't go to the post office, but it's super easy to buy a book of stamps and I could have them. I could have a system where once a week, I'm sending a little note to somebody I want to become a note card person so that's my my other relationship goal. And then next relationship goal is to volunteer in the pro-life community, in some new way, I've done a lot of different kinds of pro-life work in not too recent past, but I, I want to try some new ways. I I generally haven't been like sidewalk counselor kind of person, and I don't know that I'm really called to do that. But there there are ways right here in my community. There there are you know homes for women who are pregnant or beginning families or in, in need, and there are ways I could volunteer my time, maybe helping to care for those people, maybe even just doing their laundry or something something along those lines. But I want to challenge myself to be pro-life in not just word, but also in deed and be kind of following up my convictions with action right here in my own community, whatever that's going to look like. All right. My last relationship goal for 2023 is to spend more deliberate one-on-one time with my boys. So I've got two teenage boys that are left here at home year round. And I love it. Like just the other day, I took my youngest son, Danny, who's 16. He came along. I don't remember what I was doing, but I was driving somewhere at night, like to the grocery store or something. And he just tagged along and we had the most pleasant conversation. And I realized this was an opportunity for us to just you know, connect and have a private conversation in the car and nothing, you know, momentous was going on and we weren't talking about anything earth shattering, but it was just a really beautiful, authentic connection that I had with him. And it and that happens when you're one-on-one with your kids. And I don't want to guilt trip anybody who has like a bunch of little kids and you feel like, how am I supposed to have one-on-one time with each of these kids? I remember feeling that way. But I do want to be more deliberate about it with these two boys. They're they're only home for a short while. I'm so aware of that now. Um, now that we're at the tail end of our our family here. We With these boys growing up and um, getting older, we've only got a couple of more years where they're going to be here with us. And so I want to make the most of it. I want to be more deliberate about, you know, even if it's just like, it doesn't have to be like, you know, a big event, but just like I did that night, like, hey, you want to come along, you know, when you're going somewhere, I I think it's really nice. And so I'm going to try to be more deliberate about that. All right, next up, health goals. So I've got a few health goals that I want to share with you. So first one is to spend more time outside in the winter. This is hard for me because it gets so cold here in New Hampshire and I just want to be curled up with a blanket on the couch. But I know it does my mental health so much good when I get outdoors, when I get fresh air in my lungs, when I get a little bit of sunshine in the wintertime, especially where the days are so short sunshine is at a premium. So I want to make sure that I'm getting some of it. So that might mean, you know, that one thing that I want to do, and now I'm recording this before Christmas, but on my Christmas list is snowshoes, getting a good pair of snowshoes. And I guess I'll have to update you after the fact (laughs) with whether or not I get my snowshoes. But if I do, that's what I I want to do is like we have trails here and I don't generally go on them in the winter. They're great other times of year, but when there's snow on the ground, it's really hard to navigate those. So um, I think. snowshoes would be kind of key to that. Also skiing. Dan and I have not skied in years and he said he wants us to go on at least one ski trip this year. So that's the other thing. Um, But it doesn't have to be an event like that. I want to be better about getting outside to walk even, you know, just for a few minutes. Being outdoors I think makes a huge difference. So making more time outside in my days. And then I want to set some health goals like one month at a time. I really loved doing no, no November in the girlfriends community, where we made a small commitment for the month of November. And I chose giving up sweets. So you no know, sugary snacks and that kind of thing. And it was really, I loved the idea of just doing something for a month. And it doesn't mean you're going to do it forever. And it doesn't feel that overwhelming. And so I thought setting a short term goal like that was really helpful. And I, I went forward from that not you know, giving up sweets forever, but kind of keeping them like more relegated to Sundays, for example. And so you kind of can make forward progress in your health goals that way. So I don't know what exactly I would do. Like, yeah, I probably would revisit the no sugar thing or maybe no alcohol for a month or maybe eating a salad every day for a month or going for a run each day for a month. Um, Something like that. I like the idea of setting a 30 day goal. Anyway, I'm leaving that one kind of open, what I might do for those, but 30-day goals for health. Um, The next health-related goal is to make sure I get my physical. Uh, You probably need to do this too. Go to your physical. (laughs) And then that will help you to get things scheduled like a mammogram or a colonoscopy or these other kinds of screenings that you might need. I don't tend to avoid this, but I did kind of get off schedule last year. So I am due for a physical. So that's on my list, making sure I get my physical and follow up with the other things that come from that mammogram, colonoscopy, that kind of thing. And then the last health related goal that I have is to have a phone curfew. I'm not sure exactly what that's going to look like. Sometimes I've gotten in the habit of kind of putting my phone away from like 6pm till bedtime, and then just checking in before bedtime. And I think that was really healthy for me. And it was really actually healthy for my marriage because that's when Dan and I would really spend time together or that's when we'd have dinner and I would talk with my kids or whatever. So that might make sense again, some kind of phone curfew. I don't know. I'm thinking probably the 6pm will be the phone curfew. You might consider doing like a phone you know, afternoon off or one day a week where you stay away from your phone or not picking it up until a certain time each day or whatever, but consider curbing your phone use in some way. We all, we all could make improvements in that. All right. My last category of my 23 things for 2023. And I hope this is helpful. (laughs) I hope this isn't just a self-indulgent exercise where I'm sharing my personal goals. But I hope it's helpful for you to see the different kinds of things that you might consider taking on. So the first one under my personal category is to learn a little bit more Italian. So... I love learning languages. And, and this is a category of goals where I want to, you to consider like what might be fun for you to learn or to do or skill to accomplish. And, you know, I, I took like eight years of French and I was raised by a French Canadian mother. I took four years of German in college. And I really enjoy learning languages. And it's a part of me that I haven't been so in touch with in recent years. So I started up, well, this was like in November with the Duolingo app, kind of beginning, like just getting introduced to some basic words and phrases in Italian to learn. And I loved it, but I've gotten away from it because, well, you know, Christmas. (laughs) Anyway, so I think that I want to pick that up again. And I'm not going to say I'm going to like become, you know, fluent in Italian, but I'm going to I'm going to try to make some some progress there. The next Personal goal. This is fun, is to go white water rafting. I've never done it, and I totally want to do it. And Dan and I have talked about going out to Wyoming for or out west anyway for a family vacation this summer. If we do that, that will be a great opportunity to do it. I've already told Dan I definitely want to do that. It sounds so fun, and maybe I'll be terrified and I'll regret it. But it's something that I've wanted to do for a long time. So making that part of my personal goals for twenty twenty three, and then doing more painting. I am not a great artist, but I like to paint. And the family and I had a few different painting nights last winter when we got the winter doldrums and it was so fun. Like we just spent, we like watched a tutorial and we all tried to paint the same thing and they all came out so beautifully different and I loved it. So, and nothing fancy. I'm not working with oils or anything, just, you know, painting with acrylics on basic canvas. But I want to do more of that. I, and I don't want it necessarily to have to be like a family event. Like I want to do it on my own um, sometimes. And I have some ideas for things that I might like to learn to paint and practice some skills with that, that I might like to practice. And it's so easy. You can get a YouTube tutorial for pretty much anything you want. So I I think I want to, I want to do a little bit more with that. Another personal goal, and this is funny to call this a personal goal, but I want to make my own vanilla, vanilla extract. This is, I I love to bake and I've always been aware of the fact that like real vanilla costs like $13 for a little bottle. I've also been aware of the fact that it's super easy to make your own vanilla. Like you just get a bottle of vodka and you put vanilla beans in it and then you have to wait it out, right? Like you, it's, it's just a matter of doing that and, you know, waiting the time. I think it takes like, I don't know, eight weeks or something. But I love the idea and I've never done it. Like I cannot tell you how long ago I first ever read about doing this and I was like, oh my gosh, I totally want to do that. Never ever did it. So I want to make my own vanilla. So that's on my list. Um, okay, next personal goal is to do more reading and specifically I want to finish reading Kristen Laverne's daughter. So if you're not familiar with Kristen Laverne's daughter, it is a trilogy of historical novels um, that's written by Sigrid Unset and it was written by her, I think in the 1920s. Anyway, it's about this um, young woman. Well, she's young in the beginning. Uh, You can tell that I'm at the start, (laughs) Um, but it's the the life story of Kristen who uh, lives in Norway in like the 1300s and Anyway, I started reading it, but I'm listening to it on Audible and it's like 45 hours. I'm not kidding, but I I love it. And it's a Catholic novel and um, people had recommended it to me for many years and I hadn't gotten around to doing it because it feels like such a huge commitment to read or listen to a novel that long. And um, I really enjoyed getting into it, but I've, I've gotten away from it probably for the last like three weeks, I haven't been listening to it. And I, I found that if I just listen when I'm in the car, or if I'm like cleaning a bathroom or making dinner that I can get through stuff that way. So um, I want to be more of a reader in general, whether it's listening to or making time for for reading on my own. But especially I want to finish. <laughs> I want to finish Kristen Laverne's daughter. It's a major goal of mine. It's actually very pleasant. I love it. So maybe that's a goal that you might like to make. But if you're going to make a goal of reading you know, something that you want to do in 2023, I recommend you make it something specific. Like maybe there is some particular work that you want to read. Maybe there is like, you want to read one book a month. Maybe you have a list of certain books that you want to read and you want to get through them all by the end of the year, something like that. Or, or maybe you just want to say like, I'm going to spend 15 minutes every morning reading, you know, whatever. But more reading is definitely something that um, can go on your list. Okay. The next personal goal I have is camping. We did no camping this past summer. And I am not a huge fan of camping, of sleeping on the ground. But I am a huge fan of kind of the togetherness that comes from being in the wilderness together. And I don't know what kind of camping we'll do. I do know that Dan has already made a reservation. You have to make this well ahead of time on a little island on Squam Lake here right it's a mile from our house. Like we live right there and we stayed there once before, but you have to make the reservation well in advance. And and Dan actually did it like this past November. So we have that reservation for the summer. So I know I'll do at least that much camping, but I I also love like, you know, there was one time that Dan and I, actually two different times, Dan and I went on a hike with another couple up into the White Mountains and just hike into the White Mountains and pitch a tent somewhere, you know, off the trail in the absolute wilderness. <laughs> and it's so fun. And uh, just doing that for one night and doing it with another couple was really fun. So I, I think I, I, would, I would love to be able to do that again. You just like make a campfire and you you have a tent. And I mean, yeah, it's roughing it for sure. And the hike is not easy to get, you know, deep enough into the woods where you can do that. But I I loved being able to do that, and I'm I'm not so old that I can't do it anymore. So I, I do want to definitely um, do some more of that kind of camping. And then my final thing and my personal goals, actually, my final thing. Um, this is my number twenty three is take a family photo. So when the kids were little, I used to take a family photo every December, and it was all kinds of stressful every year trying to get this photo taken and get a good one and put it into Christmas cards. And I'm not I don't do that anymore because it's it started to be a even before all my kids were like getting married and leaving the house and stuff, they started like really fighting me on doing it. And it turned into this major stressful thing. And I just decided I don't need to do that anymore. And I love Christmas cards, but it was a relief to me to kind of cross that off my list of things to do during Advent or during the Christmas season. And so I just embraced that. And, but that doesn't mean I don't want like a regular family photo. And I'm not sure if we're all going to be together on our family vacation this year, but it's a goal to kind of get everybody together at least at one point and to get a family photo, especially now that, you know, some of my kids are married and we have uh, grandkids. Well, one and one on the way. I just, I want to be documenting these things, you know, and it doesn't have to be fancy and it doesn't have to be professional. I don't need a professional photo shoot, but I do want to at least get the snapshot of the family uh, as we are right now. And having weddings in recent years has been helpful because, you know, you at least get one family shot there, right? So I've been kind of spoiled in that way. But with no wedding on the immediate schedule, I want to get a family photo in 2023. So that's my last one. So what are you thinking about? what things are coming to your mind for things that might go on your list I really want to encourage you to take some time and come up with 23 things for 2023 and make them as we said deliberately doable so that you can actually reach these goals and then in the coming months here on the podcast and in the girlfriend's Community I'm going to be checking in with you and I'm going to be checking in with me and trying to keep myself honest about some of these things um some of them are, are hard some of them are fun some of them are easy some of them I know I'm going to do some of them I'm not so sure about and you're can be like that you know it's it's not a a do or die list it's um, ideas so that you can kind of be thinking about what your goals are and what you might enjoy what you might want to learn ways that you want to make progress in the important parts of your life in your spiritual life in your relationships in your work and with your health so those are my ideas that I just wanted to share with you as we're launching into this new year. I think it's a very positive way of stepping forward and I'm grateful to Gretchen Rubin for sharing the idea. If you want to share your list with me, I would love it. Or if you just want to share some of the highlights of your list, let me know. You can email me danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on social media. I'm Danielle Bean on Instagram. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, coming up, we've got some more of the show for you, but first we're going to take a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to The Girlfriends Podcast. Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and I want to tell you about my latest podcast launching January 1st, The Catechism in a Year, where we will read the entire Catechism of the Catholic Church over the course of 365 days. That is the 2,000 years of the Church's beauty, and truth and teachings of the church that Jesus Christ himself founded, coming to contact with us and allowing that contact to change our lives. You know, after the Bible, the Catechism is the most important book for Catholics. The Catechism is much, much more than a reference book. It is the distilling, the unpacking, the summary of all that Christians have believed for hundreds and thousands of years and what Christians believe today. To see what we'll be reading each day, Get the reading plan at ascensionpress.com slash CIY welcome back. Uh, this is the point in the show where I share some listener feedback or a listener question. If you want to connect with me in this way, ask a question or, um, you know, I, an idea for a topic, or if you just want to share some feedback on the podcast, things we shared about today or any episode, you can always email me, Danielle at Daniellebean.com or connect with me on social media. Also Voxer. If you love the Voxer app, the way that I love the Voxer app. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's, it's an easy way to share voicemails. So you can connect with your friends this way. Um, If you Have you ever called somebody and you're like, I hope they don't pick up so I can just leave a voicemail? (laughs) Then Voxer is for you. Anyway, if you want to connect with me on Voxer and leave me a voicemail so I can um, have you on a future episode of Girlfriends, share your voice here. I would love to do that. The link to connect with me on Voxer is always in the show notes for the Girlfriends podcast over at ascensionpress.com. An easy way to make sure you're staying connected with the Girlfriends podcast, the Voxer link. All of the links that we share for all the resources we share here, all of the notes for all the topics we take up here. The easy way to do that is to text the word girlfriends to 33777. It's that simple. You have to be in the US, but 33777, just text the word girlfriends and you'll be signed up. You'll never miss an episode. You'll never miss all the good stuff that we're sharing here. And bonus, you will get the song of the week every week I share a new song, something I'm listening to, something I enjoy. Sometimes it's new stuff. Sometimes it's it's spiritual stuff. Sometimes it's a country song. Sometimes it's Justin Bieber. You never know what you're going to get. But if you want access to that song of the week, you do have to subscribe to the show notes for the Girlfriends podcast. Again, the easy way to do that is text the word girlfriends to 33777. If you're outside the US, you can go to ascensionpress.com. Okay. So this week I heard from Christina who sent me this message. She said, Hi, Danielle. I am 28 weeks pregnant with our third child and I feel so terribly moody all the time. I snap at my husband and then immediately I feel terribly guilty. I'm impatient with my five-year-old and two-year-old pretty much all the time. I feel so stuck in this rut and I don't feel like myself. Is it hormones? Is it just my own sinfulness? Please help me, Christina. Okay, first of all, I'm sorry, Christina, that you're going through this. And it's actually a very common thing to experience during pregnancy. And it's your third, and you've got these two other little kids. So, you know, give yourself a little bit of grace. I, I can hear a lot of kind of, um, you know, judgment of yourself, and and maybe rightfully so. I'm, I'm not saying, you know, you've been a perfect angel. I, I understand what you're sharing. So the first thing I would suggest, Christina, is maybe you need to get to confession. When did you last go to confession? Um, Sometimes we do fall into these habits. Like you you mentioned, it's a rut. It feels like a rut in this moodiness. Some of it could be physical for sure, but also some of it's spiritual. And if you're carrying a lot of stuff and you're kind of in this bad habit of the way you're thinking about the world or the way you're communicating or the way you're interacting with your family, confession can be a good way to interrupt that. So if you haven't done it recently, I really recommend you get yourself to confession. You need that grace, that grace that comes from God's mercy and his healing love that you're going to experience and the peace that you're going to get inside the sacrament of confession. So find a way to do that if you haven't. Um, Next, I'm going to say you might just be exhausted. Rightfully so. Like I mentioned, you've got two little kids, you're pregnant, you're 28 weeks, that's no joke. So uh, you're probably feeling it. And so I would suggest you look for ways to maybe get some more rest, maybe to care for yourself in a more deliberate way. Are you getting time to yourself? Are you having time for good sleep? Are you able to sit down and you know eat a regular meal on a regular basis? Or are you feeling depleted all the time because you're doing too many things? Look for a way to get some help. Um, if, if you're able to, you know, maybe your husband on some evenings could take the other kids and you can have a bubble bath or whatever it is you enjoy or watch a show by yourself or get together with a good girlfriend, whatever it is that refreshes you. I really want to recommend that you make the time to do that. Or maybe it's just taking a nap you know, or maybe you need to be getting to bed earlier. These are just some suggestions for you. Also, if you are truly feeling unbalanced and not like yourself, it's hard to read in an email, you know, exactly where somebody is and I don't know you. So I I have to say, if you're truly feeling unbalanced, then maybe it is worth checking in with your doctor about, you know, share some of what you're experiencing with your doctor. And maybe there's something physical going on with you that could be addressed. So I do want to mention that. And pregnancy is just a hard thing. It's no joke. I totally, totally understand that you're feeling depleted and exhausted. And sometimes that's going to result in moodiness. And that's not an excuse for it. It's an explanation. And maybe there are some things you could do to kind of address that. And then finally, I want you to pay attention maybe to what triggers you. You say it's all the time, but I bet it's not all the time. When does it happen? Does it happen at the end of the day when you're feeling tired? Does it happen, you know, um, when you're feeling stressed about something with your work or something else in a relationship or, you know, when does it happen? You know, sometimes um, I've heard people share the idea of HALT, H-A-L-T, like to consider the, the way that we respond when we are hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. These are times when we're vulnerable. We're vulnerable to sin. We're vulnerable to turning to things um, for uh, comfort other than God, right? Things like maybe alcohol or overeating or sex or anything, you know, social media, things that aren't necessarily bad in and of themselves, but they do become bad or, you know, like maybe this is what's triggering you, some of these things. So just pay attention to when it happens. And yes, do all of the things, you know, apologize, make amends, ask for the grace to do better, but also pay attention to some of those physical things, some of those emotional things that leave you vulnerable. And you might be experiencing some of those and there could be some ways of addressing it. But lastly, Christina, I just want to say that I'll be praying for you and I want to encourage everybody to be praying for Christina and pray for all pregnant mamas who are going through a hard time and and pray for women who are who are looking to do the best to, for their families, but sometimes find themselves falling short. It takes a lot. So it takes a lot of grace. And I'm going to be praying for you, Christina, to have that grace. And um, I want to encourage everybody listening to pray for you as well. So thank you for your message, Christina. If you want to send me a message, Danielle at DanielleBean.com. I'd love to consider taking up your question in this segment of the podcast. All right. That's all the time we have for today, but I want to thank you for being here. Thanks for joining me here in the podcast. I want to encourage you to check out the Girlfriends Community over at girlfriendscommunity.com. We miss you. We want you. Please join us. The community will only be enriched by your presence there. It's a wonderful way that we can go deeper with the topics we're talking about at the podcast and also ways that I can get to know you a little bit. This podcast is a ton of fun and I've loved getting to know you through emails and that sort of thing, but nothing can replace the live video chats we have in the Girlfriends community. So if you enjoy what we do here at Girlfriends, I know that you will enjoy what we do in the Girlfriends community and you can check it out absolutely for free over at girlfriendscommunity.com. Thanks for being here today. I've enjoyed connecting with you here through the show today. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week.